Welcome to the art and science of complex sales. You've joined us in the coaching quarter. This podcast is dedicated to elevating the sales profession. Our listeners range from first-time salespeople to seasoned sales leaders and driven CEOs. They all come to learn from the best in the business. As we interview top sales transformation specialists, go-to-market leaders, revenue thought leaders, and more with only one question on our minds, how we get better together. This 12-episode quarter brought to you by Membrane.com will start to hone in on a key element in performance, sales coaching. Each of our guests speaks to this a bit differently and brings their own unique take, but all cover the topic, how to execute, and the exponential impact it makes. So let's start shining bright and get kicked off with today's guest. Welcome to Fear Factor. Well, actually, I mean Paul's individual fears factor. Today is a bit different. Last episode, Chris McAllister challenged me to run an identity fear quotient coaching session live on the podcast. So this is an assessment that he and his team have developed to help us drive authentic leadership, to lead for impact and not for validation. I figured I should practice what I preach and be vulnerable and coachable. So here goes. For the next 30 minutes or so, you'll get Chris McAllister, who's author and CEO of SightShift, using his greatest gifts to uncover my greatest fears and the fears that drive my leadership style. He coaches on how this can help me move forward as an effective sales leader. I hope this helps you as much as it helps me. And so let's shine bright together. Thanks for listening. Hey, Chris McAllister, welcome back to the program, man. It's great to see you. Yeah, man. Part two. Let's do it. Now, for everybody that that got a chance to listen to part one, and if you haven't listened to part one, I would highly recommend you go back to there to understand why I'm getting myself into this position of, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be unexpected vulnerability, but um, we had a long discussion on coaching and the impact of it, and then driving down and really selling for impact rather than uh, selling and, and leading for approval. Uh, I may be using the wrong words, but uh, that's essentially it. We got to it. So it's yeah. an awesome first episode, right? And then at the end of it, Chris made the offer. He's like, hey, why don't you take my assessment? And we'll do the next one on the air. And I said, holy crap, let's let's do it. Why the heck not? That sounds like an opportunity to grow. So why don't you, do you mind sharing a little bit about the IFQ? And then uh, then we'll dive in. Like, sounds I think like a that's, plan. All right. Yeah. Uh, and just witnessing to the to the listeners that, yeah, I haven't done these results with you yet. We will be doing it right here live on the recording. So for us, the framework, you're either leading for impact or validation, as you were saying, what puts us in the zone of leading for validation is our insecurity. And so insecure leaders ruin the world. Insecure leadership moments ruin a company. You know, you stack them up. And so that's what we're solving for. And that's what we coach through. It's not that you're going to beat yourself up, but that you learn to welcome the insecurity and use them as a transformative moment. So no change happens in an effective way because you pound on yourself and beat up on yourself about it. So none of that is the spirit of this. But, and I do use the word but intentionally, to get into that kind of conversation, it, the, the punch in the face is to see something that you haven't seen before or with such clarity about yourself. So if, if you're thinking about like a personality tool, um, a team we're working with, I had a guy say this today. He goes, man, I've taken like five personality things. They all tell me the same thing. 
And so, and I'm like, yeah, they all tell you what you do and you look at it and go, yep, that's me. But you're not really learning something that you haven't ever really discovered or seen about yourself. It, it, it may highlight a pattern, but it, it's not getting into the why. Okay, so I do that, but why do I do that? So what we're solving for is that insecurity. So this tool measures that four questions, takes about 10 minutes to take. The result generates to the person that takes it. And then of course we use the data working with teams and, and our coaches coaching people. Uh, I do have to say this just because this is the nerd in me and I know you appreciate this with your uh, experience and role. This is version two of the product and we have version three coming out early next year. That's a much more full robust report uh, that gets into doubts and values and all this. This is just the nitty gritty kind of punch on the face. When people get their results, they have one of three responses. Do we cuss on this show? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, uh, go, go. go. <laughs> it's uh, frustration. Why did I take this? This isn't like irritation. No, that's not me. Or, oh, shit. And they show it to their spouse, partner, loved one. And they're like, yeah, that's you. So oftentimes when they're taking it, it's in conjunction with the coaching program. So they have, you know. A, a book guiding them through it but when people do take this they do get a guide with it so did you happen to see the guide when it generated your I, results i did yeah i read the whole okay. thing okay it's fascinating i i just be complete i was i was in two and three i was irritated yeah. and then oh shit like yeah. it's like it's like what the hell i don't need to <laughs> learn this fear of whatever i don't need to learn that shit about myself and then it was like <laughs> oh yeah okay oh shit all right let's get after yeah it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that, you, you know, what we're dealing with so often is walking into the very thing our ego is trying to keep us every day from feeling. So that's kind of the intensity of it. And we didn't try to make it intense just to be intense. It's just like, we're going to peel back that onion and go right to the core. Because if you're going to produce the most transformation, minimum effective dose, don't deal with ancillary issues. Go to what's there. So... Well, and let me, and I'm, I'll give one more setup to it because I think, you know, why do this on the art and science of complex sales? Why do this on something like this? I, I think it's incredibly important to sell for impact because mm -hmm. my definition of sales is service leadership and wayfinding, right? I truly believe that self leadership leads to, uh, leads the ability to lead others to a vision. Service is the ability to help others get what they need and wayfinding is figuring that out together. But I don't think unless we fully embrace like that, that ability to lead ourselves for impact, we are not the best salesperson we can be. So that's why I was like, yeah, heck yeah, let's go after this. And I I can't wait. Uh well, I told I, you, I told you before that I only cry twice per episode. So <laughs> if you make me cry more than that, then I, I can't wait. So we'll ring the bell. No, I'll I'll say to contextualize it, you know, earlier today with the chief development officer of I think their organization's like at a hundred million. And and when we went through his results, he's like, Oh my gosh, this is exactly what I do related to his identity fear. I do this when I'm at the deal. And then when we get it closed, this becomes a worse issue because I did this. And we and I'm I'm leaving those blanks, you know, not filled in. But when we fill those blanks in, you'll have exact precision. So how about we dive in? Let's roll. Let's roll, man. All right. Well, most people encountering this by audio, but I'm going to share my screen and I'm just going to share the results that would have been sent directly to you. So we have there at the top, yeah, site shift IFQ report for Paul Fuller. So IFQ just stands for identity fear quotient. So 
we're going right to the heart of the matter. And to set that up, what causes us to be insecure is we we skip over who we are and go right into roles and relationships. So meet the average person and ask them, who are you? They don't have a concept of identity beyond what they do and who they do it with. So we get into that in, in the coaching. So it, at the top of the report, it says your site shift fear style is fear of being replaceable. So it's then giving you what you ranked at as the top fear. So I'm going to scroll down here to the nine fears. And the reason I wanted to do that is because sometimes the algorithm will just pick one if you tie. There is no normal here. It's like a thumbprint. People ask this all the time, like, how do I move these numbers this direction? I'm like, no, no, no. That would be like saying, how do I take this part of my thumbprint and twist it this way? It just is. It's not positive or negative. It just is. So I look at this profile. And at this point, we say this all the time. This is coaching. So we're going to accelerate insight and risk misjudging. And then you get to say in the session, after the session, five sessions later, that was wrong. Like a like a suit we're tailoring for you. Does it fit or not? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so there, there we go. All right. Top fear, fear of being replaceable. Uh, secondary fear, fear of being a bad person. And the reason I look at the secondary one is because oftentimes, and fear of vulnerabilities, third, those are kind of like uh, top three. Oftentimes, our conscious awareness is only happening at the second and third level of our fears because it's so painful to really feel the real one. So sometimes in the coaching, it takes a little bit for that to settle in, but we'll see what lands today. I'm looking at this profile and I'm just dealing with what I see. I'm going to also look at proving and hiding. So proving or and hiding, uh, we measure this. This shows us how you show up in the moments of insecurity. Proving means I'm trying to take from moments. Picture your identity like a cup. I'm trying to take from moments and get them to give something to me. So I'm going to, in sales leadership, you know, I'm going to make that deal when I'm talking to my buddy over cigars sound a little bit bigger. I'm going I'm to sound like a little bit more of a really bad to the bone hunter. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm proving I'm trying to take from the moment hiding. Don't take from me. Okay. I got to protect. Here. Hmm. I'm going to shrink back from the moment. So I look at that number and I, I build the picture out of the, uh, the data. So fear of being replaceable, top fear. Here's what this would mean. It's a hiding, uh, majority hiding. Percentage. That in Paul's most insecure moments, he will choose to hide from the fundamental disciplines that would move him forward in life and tend to choose the things that he feels like are the unique expression of who he is in the moment. So again, I'm painting with a broad brushstroke here. This fear is very concerned with making sure they live their unique life. They don't want to be one of a million, one of five million, one of a hundred. Am I putting a unique thumbprint on the expression of my mission in the world? So I need to get the settings of my office, the settings of my calendar and schedule. I need to get the spaces around me very dialed in in such a way that they are the unique extension and expression of who I am. This uh, identity fear, when it's in a majority, will, um, will be able to very naturally go make 
something, and it may not even pertain to their role or their job, or it could, versus go take the disciplined action in three or four domains that would you know, make the biggest difference to the bottom line. Now, when I paint these pictures, I'm painting them in a way that's at an average level of awareness. Most of the people we work with are at an average to above average level. I'm not painting the picture below that, and that would be more of a counseling situation. Fear of vulnerability being the fear right underneath that, I'm going to make a unique expression of what I do in the world. I'm going to do what only Paul can do. And and I'm not going to be in a place where people are going to have power over me. I'm going to protect myself and keep agency. And by keeping that sense of agency, I'm going to be in a space that I get to live the mission, the unique life that only I can live. So these numbers are close enough that you're going to see some expression together. But what you're going to see even more of is that second fear, fear of being a bad person. Fear of being a bad person. And no one ever is like consciously feeling this this thought, like, I'm afraid I'm a bad person. And they may not even resonate, resonate with the language, but fear of being a bad person, they are trying to comfort themselves that they are a good person by doing good things. So they're heavily invested in how they order the world, their view of what right and wrong is. And when I think about this fear interacting with fear of being replaceable, the real tension point here is going to be um, fear of being replaceable is very creative and expression-based. And then you've got the tension point of fear of being a bad person of a strong compulsion towards right and wrong. And so the tension point with these two fears is going to be very often, but I want to go create this thing, make this thing, chase this conversation I want to have, but I'm a bad person because I'm not working this objective right and wrong viewpoint that I have of the world. So they struggle with the gray. Um, so when these two, Okay, Excuse I'll pause me. there. Yeah, no, go ahead. So let me let me see if this is like so for example, I just took a um you're right, I love working the this I when, and when you look at it, it says fear of being replaceable, but then how you described it, it, it was very I do love working on the finding and the fixing. Like I that yeah. I love that. That's so much so much fun, right? And but yeah. the disciplined action, and this is one of the things like and I'll go to like the systems. I have to have systems in place to keep me disciplined action. Mm-hmm. Like I have mm-hmm. to do that. If I don't, I will I'll crash and burn. So for example, I was just working with our our CEO and I and I was like, you know what I need? I need a I need a pilot program process, which uh, by which I can run one thing at a time. I need to present yeah. it to you, right? And this is what I need to be effective. Otherwise, you're going to get someone that's fixing everything and everything is three quarters baked because I love doing that. I mean, I just, I, I love doing it. And I, and on the other side of it, I hate doing it because what if I don't get it done? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's the fear of being a bad person, but it's just, uh, maybe I'm being too vulnerable here, but you know, that's my third fear, apparently. But, but uh, Dude, uh, I- I, I'm clapping for you. Slow clap because, like, you're, and I should have paused sooner. I, I get ex- so excited. You should. This is awesome stuff, them. man. Yeah. This uh, is so cool. 
it, it it's crazy. I mean, we hear it every day, like people going, that's the core of what's happening. How did you get that from four questions? And what's happened is like, and this is huge for everyone to grasp. None of this is negative mm -hmm. because it got you here. Like stuff from your past epigenetics turned on switches in you, nature and nurture, so that you learn to get to this point by chasing those rabbits of expression, not really always finishing something and being super disciplined, you know, and, and what got you here was a strong sense of what you thought was right and wrong and ordering that and, and, and trying to hold on to that chaos and no doubt what's helped you you know, facilitate a family into the world. But what gets you there is when those strengths don't become a weakness and sabotage you anymore. And this is why so many sales yeah. professionals cannot make the shift into yeah. being elite because we'll use the family example. When your kids are teenagers and you need to parent them through the gray and in the moment you power up and try to take control and get it in that right and wrong situation or the hiding, you know, I'm just, I'm going to ignore it and hope it gets better. And, and both responses would happen, you know, based on mm -hmm. what I see with your percentage points, then we're, we're actually letting the strength of who we are become a weakness. And that's the sabotage that's continually happening over and over and over and over again yeah it, it to me it really makes sense why i'm in when i'm in and i fortunately like right now i'm i'm in that it, it's a wonderful but it's it's why i've loved systems i've, I've taken those systems yeah. and put them in places to actually manage that discipline for me because if i right don't if i don't right and this is not me, like, I'm not tooting a horn. It's just, this is really cool about why, uh, why I'm driven and have to do that. You just, you just told me why, like, <laughs> yeah, you, the, the, yeah, I'm, I'm still bet halfway between the oh shit and the irritated, but like, <laughs> uh, yeah. that's really cool stuff. Yeah. That's so encouraging. And what happens is without this awareness, you're playing into this movie that you don't even know is happening inside of you. And with the awareness, it's like, okay, I don't have to build my calendar out of insecurity. I don't have to lead out of insecurity and, and try to get to it for my validation. I can know that with my identity fear, I don't have to keep all of my mornings wide open or else I get off the rails and I don't get into the fundamental actions I need to be in. And so that's what makes. What makes advice so dangerous is it's not customized wisdom for you because you could listen to a podcast where some thought leader is like, got to keep your mornings open, blah, 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 you know, and you're like, okay, I'm going to do that. And then it's not mm -hmm. a system that works for you. And so, so powerful that, 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 yeah, you're, you're already grasping that. And what happens for people is they have no idea, they have no idea how deep this is in the sense that it is the originating impulse of your consciousness continually so so much so that the number one expert on how adults develop grow uh, de adults develop and grow robert keegan said that the the most wasted potential at any company nonprofit, for-profit hospitals schools anything 
is this insecurity where we are we're playing to our best advantage or hiding whatever these things are most of what happens in a company on a given day isn't leading it's proving and hiding and, wow. and it's eroding the effectiveness that's why when somebody shows up leading out of a secure identity they can have an outsized impact it's rarefied air rarefied air let, let me ask can i ask you a question on that yeah yeah um it'd be a observation and a statement probably more than a question but uh and a question but so one of the things i've found that's really really helpful uh in leading is is that ability to truly understand like truly understand and relate like actually develop relationships build trust right and and one of the things that comes along with those is you as you build trust you and you develop a relationship you peel back the layers of the onion you understand somebody and you accept them accept them for who they are where they are and how they are and choose to continue to relate to them right so the, yeah. the question i have is why because that eliminates so much of the posturing it eliminates so much and increases it goes back to like stephen covey's book the speed of trust right mm -hmm. why do we we tend not to do that easily though we tend to not accelerate that but decelerate that within organizations where it's like i you know no i don't want to get too close or i want to have a work-life balance or yeah i don't know it's a long long question but uh maybe no, you can I'm make tracking. some sense out of it well it's the same thing happens in sales uh yeah we we're so performative in our roles that we don't have real relationships and uh, you know you cannot have a, a healthy culture where you have no boundaries at all mm -hmm. and you have an expectation for blind trust and you have manipulation right but you also can't have a healthy culture that's on the other extreme uh where there's no trust hyper cynicism super guarded so how do we get out of these extremes into this healthy tension uh of actually engaging a relational trust with each other and and learning to know each other I, you know, we, we have to step out of our own bullshit first and foremost. It's like, I have to not show up in a way that I'm proving and hiding out of my identity fear. So my identity fear and my profile is different than yours. Yours is much worse than mine. No, it's not positive or negative. It's all, it's all. You weird. just told but, me. That's my first <laughs> crying moment. Yeah, you just yeah. told me that. <laughs> no, but so, so I have to know my insecurity. So I, I give you something to relate to that is real, that, that isn't me shrinking and diminishing, nor is it me straining and trying too hard. I I'm, I'm right in that sweet spot. And then if that happens, I, I can actually see you, even if you're proving and hiding, you say, what do you mean? How? There's a movie playing in your head regarding your identity fears. There's a movie playing in my head regarding my identity fears, and they're totally different. I mean, this is why with your, pal your partner, spouse, loved one, whatever, you, you can have a horrible fight, and it is like you are in two completely different movie scripts. Like, are you kidding me? How did you? you know, because their identity fear profile is different than yours same thing with your team you just may not be as honest we've all been in those i think sessions where 
we talk about something in the team meeting, five out of six people saw what happened, heard it. And then one person is like, but you said that. And they're going in a totally different direction. Like, no, nobody said that. Did any of you hear that? No, nobody heard that. Different movie in their head. So mm -hmm. what makes communication and trust and relationships so hard, we can't get even to some semblance of understanding unless we first and foremost recognize our insecurity clouds our ability to relate to others. Now, I don't have to have you to be secure to know what's going on. And this is really powerful information for sales leaders because all of your language reveals your identity and security. Here's an example. This just happened like two nights ago. You know, I've been doing this work for like 15 years. So I have like millions. This is like two nights ago. So we have five drivers in the house, right? And my wife comes in. She's got to go to the store this weekend. How did she describe that daughter's cars are in the driveway blocking her in? She comes in and goes, I'm trapped. So that's how she described them needing to move their cars, right? Mm -hmm. I would come in. And I would say something like, I need to move their car. I got to go. They're slowing me down. Mm -hmm. Now, this, this seems small and inconsequential, but it is absolutely huge. Those two language choices reveal the narrative structure of our mind, how we're making sense of everything. And it comes out of our identity and then oftentimes directly driven by the fear that we have in regards to our identity. That's why when you get secure, everything changes and nobody's perfectly secure. You come back to it all the time. I got put in well, the worst ones. One of the things that I have to say, I, I mean, I truly appreciate this whole thing, but that I'm extremely appreciative of with the, the way that you, the way that we're putting this is fears, right? Mm -hmm. Fear of being replaceable, fear of a bad outcome, fear of being a bad person. Like, I don't know. There is something there that forces me to accept, not that I'm broken, but there is something that is driving me that is not positive. Right. So, and maybe that's so, for example, I've taken a ton, ton of personality profile tests and ton of sales tests wow. and all this stuff. Maybe this comes out of my fears, but like, a lot of them can be used for posturing like and oh. and you like for example strength finders i actually love strength finders i did it with my whole team it was amazing right it was an amazing test learned so much about people there was a challenge with it though which is like oh that's not my strength right oh so i'm asking you to do something but that, that's not my strength you know I, I, it doesn't give me energy right i like this because it forces me to be vulnerable with myself like it forces me it 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 forces that conversation. Like, and if I if I believe it, if I look at it and give it any credence at all, then I absolutely have to address it. Like, I, there's no hiding. Powerful way of framing that. It's a, it's it's a look in the mirror. It's like when you peel your nail back too far and it gets to the quick. It's a look right in the mirror, the quick of your consciousness, the, the insecurity, and it's there for a reason. You don't have to beat yourself up for it. But yeah, that I mean, it's crazy you use StrengthsFinder. I love that because there's videos somewhere of me using this as an example. But StrengthsFinder made me a jerk. Because I don't even know what my fifth one was. I just remember my top four. Future focus, strategic achiever. 
Mm-hmm. So people start crying. Are you it's too much? I'm. Mean, you're burning me out. You're too in the future. We need to. Think, right, well, my strength's future. Get with it. Get out. You know. And it wasn't like I was that heartless, but pretty much. I mean, I literally had to work like the 12 steps of AA when I started waking up to how insecure I was. No kidding, Paul. And I had to go back and call people and and like, listen, uh, I'm sorry. I know I was a jerk. I'm sorry. And um, it, it was wild. It was wild. But it was a part of what I had to do when I realized I use StrengthsFinder to be a jerk. And so that's what's you know, all these personality tests, they are an awesome starting point. They are a terrible ending point. Yeah. Because they don't tell you why you do what you do. And that's what we're attempting to do. That's what we've attempted to solve. And well, figure my, that out. My, yeah, my number one on that one was belief, right? And I look at this directly and I have this fear of being a bad person. Yeah, dude. As my number two, point. right? Yeah, and so right on. if I take that as belief and I take that as the only side to it, like on that. And, and, and I, I love this idea of you have to look at the sides. You have to look at both sides. Cause if you overuse a gift, you're not, you're, it's damaging. And if you underuse it, it takes completely takes the energy, but it's like, how do you, you you're not on with a mission. Okay. Screw you. You know, that's not, that's not how you can lead. It's not how you can operate. And I, I kind of the same thing. I learned that early on. I got my ass kicked after I took strength finders. I loved it. Like it gave me so much. It gave me so sure, much. I'm not, yeah. I, I think their work is yeah. fantastic. I actually recommend it to just about everybody, yeah. but without seeing the other side of it, I think this is, this is uh, fantastic. So I love the um, trombone video series. You remember that where they, the trombone thing that they released? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't finish. And so what we're trying to do is just help people understand yeah. your strengths are going to become a weakness. And if you can do this work and it's really intuitive that you already connected to the values, then the next version of the report that we're working on will show you what you over and undervalue based on your fear profile, um, which is going to help. Then you go, okay, this is, it's not that I throw out everything. We're Mm -hmm. just talking about, you know, like we talked about, I think episode one, when, when you're at a high level of performance, it's a it's small adjustments. Yeah. Now they're super hard to do, but it's small adjustments. Well, and I'm going to bring this back to sales as we wrap up too, because I I see the the really big uh, advantage of this in terms of you got to know yourself for things like negotiation, right? You yeah. And and when when you know those things and you know them about yourself and you know that my tendency, you know, my fear of being replaceable is going to take over. <laughs> and in negotiation, right? So I have to overperform. You could overplay your cards really easily instead of being in the moment. So I, I think that's so helpful. And, and thank you, by the way. Thank you for doing this with me. I truly, truly feel blessed and I'm extremely appreciative of it. Uh, before when I was like, oh shit, and irritated. I am <laughs> now feeling extremely <laughs> extremely blessed to be a part of it and and we'll do some more work off off of podcast uh, (laughs) together but uh i think this is this is awesome uh so encouraging well for those listening if if they've been had their interest stirred or anything like don't fight against the moments where you feel learn to feel the weakness of the insecurity right like don't believe anything i'm saying until you try it out for yourself Feel that that insecure moment, that weakness, and then watch what you do next. 
do you do you bring too much? You try to control, you try to force the deal, you try to talk them past the concerns, whatever. Or do you draw back too much? You're not bold enough. You're whatever. Just using sales kind of as an illustration there. Just notice that insecure response and, and where you go too much or too little. Just doing that, the brain can't unsee this. You will start to see behavioral change. Well, don't lie to yourself. That's the other, I mean, I, I don't, sorry, I didn't even need to add anything to that. But like, no, it's awesome. when you right. see that, when you see that, feel it like, yeah, and know it. Right and don't lie to yourself about it because everybody else sees it too. I mean, as you're not hiding, <laughs> maybe, maybe they do. So maybe they don't. I don't know. No, we, um, we actually tell people this all the time. You are not going to go to your leadership team and say, hey, you know, sometimes when we're talking about the numbers and I don't really know, rather than saying, I don't know, I hit four or five ancillary topics. I know you guys don't know I do that. Nobody in the meeting is going to go, oh my gosh, we had no idea. We yeah. all see each other's. We just don't see our own. Well, that's that's wonderful, Chris. And thank you. Thank you again. Um, Let's let's end this. How do people how do people get in touch with you if they if they'd like to take this test? I know it's a free test out there, and um, but also if they'd like to chat with you. Yeah, I must be feeling bold because I had a a podcast interview before this and I didn't do this, but I'm feeling it. So I'm gonna go with it. They can just go to siteshift.com, s i g h t shift.com. But if they really want to work on themselves and, and they're serious about that, Chris at siteshift.com. I'll put it out there and you know, if if I can't get an email back to you, somebody on our team will, and we'll get you connected and taken care of. All right. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Hey, everybody. I know this was a completely different episode. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, and and uh, and my number three fear is uh, fear of vulnerability, but that doesn't matter. We're getting it out there. This is going to be <laughs> awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait till it drops. And uh, it will. So everybody out there, keep shining bright, keep after it, and uh, get in touch with Chris if you need to. With that, we'll end the show. Thank you so much. Peace. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Art and Science of Complex Sales. Please take a moment, like, subscribe, share this podcast on all your favorite platforms, and let's get the word out. This podcast is proud to be brought to you by Membrane.com. We are the world's top B2B sales platform. And in the world of B2B sales, with everything from prospecting to business acquisition to managing complex growth, Membrane has the right size technology for your sales team. Our latest innovation, the Coaching Cockpit, empowers your leaders, managers, and team with the information and tools they need to take their skills to the next level and to take advantage of the exponential power of effective sales coaching. With our technology and the top team of sales partners around the world, Membrane is helping to achieve our driving vision. This is, quite simply, elevating the sales profession. To learn more, find us at www.membrane.com, that is M-E-M-B-R-A-I-N.com, or contact us via email at sales at membrane.com. Keep shining bright and have a wonderful day.